This morning, I want to share with you a message based around the uh, the slogan that we've developed over the last few months for Celebration Church. You heard him talking about, uh, Pastor Lathan mentioned it uh, earlier about uh, challenging men and women to be real, to belong, and to become. They talked about it on the, the video as well. That's kind of our slogan. Be real, belong, and become. And I just want to share with you about that, and then we're going to read from... Uh, the, the book of Romans here in just a minute in the, in the New Testament. But uh, this whole idea about being a real church. Um, one of the things that as I go around the country and even on this cruise, you know, uh, I get so much, uh, so many people come to me asking me, you know, can you, you know, the way you talk and stuff, can you do that in your church? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, can you be that open and 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 blunt and and crazy like that and I said yeah that's the only way I know to be and uh uh and and they actually look at me with with just curious unbelief because they they don't think it can be done they truly don't you know as and as wonderful as these people are in some many wonderful churches that they come from this idea of just being a very open and honest group of people where we can just be real about life really kind of stuns people and takes them back because so many people and so many churches again wonderful churches but they they in, in Christianity we're very good at wearing masks you know we come in with our little plastic faces and we sit and do our little, 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 little thing and you know I mean you're screaming at your husband on the way in the door and you're screaming at your wife and your kids and I'm gonna kill you in a minute and what's the matter with you people and you walk in the door and how you do? praise the Lord good to see you all this morning you know and then and this whole thing and, and struggling in your life and you can't tell anybody because you're afraid what other people think and all this nonsense and I just hate that stuff and I, you know, by and large, I'm not a very idealistic guy. I'm, I'm pretty down to earth. I really am. Those who, who know me, uh, you know, I'm pretty practical. And what's going to work and what isn't going to work. And, and I don't generally get out there on a limb. But in this one area in my life, I'm, I am as idealistic as I possibly can be. I truly believe, and you're going to see this in the scriptures in a, moment, in a moment. But I truly believe that Christianity at its core is about being real. About being honest, about being open. And, you know, I remember when I first went to uh, Stevens Point, I was on staff here for uh, five years, and then they sent us to Stevens Point, kicking and screaming, and uh, to uh, start that church over there. And I remember pastors were telling me and advising me, you know, well, you know when you start a church, you've got to be real careful and don't get too close to people. And, you know, you've got to guard yourself and don't let them know too much what's going on and blah, 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 blah. And I thought, you know, that, I, I hate that. I just hate that stuff. And I, I, I determined going over that. I said, we're just not going to do that. It was sink or swim. I would rather be honest and open and real and fail than to be plastic and succeed. That's honestly, that's just the way. I... So, so we did that. And then the church took off and, and it grew to about 400 people in a very short time over there. And then... Uh, so Pastor Arnie retires and we come back here and we're excited. And then again, all the choruses of people who start to, well, now wait, now you're going to a real church. And I, now you can't do that sort of thing. You're going to have to be very controlled and you can't just be blunt and open and honest. And la, 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 la. I thought, I hate that stuff. We're just not going to do church that way. I hate it. We can be real. I believe God wants us to be real. I think it's in being practical and down to earth and being open and honest with our struggles and our faults and our warts and all. 
that there's great strength in that. We don't have to be afraid of reality. We don't have to be afraid of the fact that people mess up, that people stumble, that people struggle in life. What a shock! The people have hard times and, and all this. Yes, that's okay. God can handle it. He's not freaked out. He's not sitting up there this morning. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That couple over there was yelling at each other this morning. I don't think I can handle it. He doesn't come apart at stuff like that. Some of you struggle in your faith. That's okay. We can handle it. God can handle I would much rather you, if I say, how you doing? You go, you know, my life just stinks. I'd much rather have that than the plastic. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> now, if you're fine, great. But if you're struggling, man, just say, you know, I'm having a hard time. You know, life is hard. I'm, I'm, we're not making... When we're honest like that with each other, it gives us opportunity to pray for each other. To be concerned about each other. Lift each other up in prayer. You try and carry all your own burdens in life, man, you're going to be crushed like a bug. Let's not live that way. Be real. Then the second part of the phrase, belong. Become part of something bigger than you. Life is not about you. Honestly, I know it's a shock to some of you. When you're driving late at night and you see the big moon going along, honestly, it's not following you. Reminds me of the story of the two ditzy women. One said to the other, Which do you think is closer, Seattle or the moon? The other one said, Hello, can you see Seattle? (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) But belonging to something bigger than you, particularly you guys, you men out there, let me challenge you. Connect. You know, guys like to try and stay distant and separate and, you know, and there's risk in connecting with people. There's risk in being part of something else. But be a man. Take a risk for crying out loud. Well, I don't know. I've been hurt in the past. Well, loody do. <laughs> well, are you going to hurt me? Probably. <laughs> you can handle it. Don't be a girly man. For crying out loud. Connect with something. Say, well, people disappoint me. Well, surprise. What a shock. Of course they're going to disappoint you. We all disappoint each other. Nobody's perfect. Well, maybe I am a little bit. (laughs) Man, you'll be a shocker. You get to know me. Belong. Be part of something. And then finally become, be real, belong, and become, become everything God has created you to be. I believe God wants us to be successful in life. I believe he wants us to have successful homes, successful marriages, successful children, successful businesses, successful lives in general. Man, let's be like the early church. These guys, Jesus came, and with 12 men who spilled out into another bunch of men, these guys changed the world from scratch how do you do that and these guys did it in the face of withering opposition they hated these people 
You know, sometimes you, you, when you stand up for what's right and you try and love people, people misunderstand you. I get it all the time. You know, people who watch us on television, they'll think I said something I didn't say and they just get all... And, you know, man, of the early church, the, 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 the Roman Empire did not understand Christians. They said all kinds of... They couldn't comprehend them, said evil things about them. They thought they were cannibals. Did you know that? Yeah, because, it was, because they talked about eating and drinking the blood of Christ. Well, who's Christ? You know, it's like Bob. They don't know who Christ is. You know, they're, they're eating and people and these people are cannibals and they're evil. And, they're, and they, they took these people and they threw them to the lions and they made sport of them. I mean, it was horrible. And in the face of the most withering opposition, they thrived and changed the world. How do you think like that? Right here. The good news is they wrote it down. This is how you do it. This is how you think. This is how you process the information. Get involved. Those of you who are pretty new in your faith, you don't understand much about the Bible, get involved in this Bible 101 course. Uh, let me encourage you to come on Wednesday nights. We have our, our big Bible study on Wednesday nights where I teach and go through the Bible verse by verse, you know, little you know, sections of the Bible, and, uh, and really get a chance to learn. Find out how you can succeed. Learn from those who did it, who through faith changed the world. We can do that. Let's make a difference. I want to matter. When I die, I want everybody to be really bummed. I'm serious. I want to make such a difference that if I'm not here, everybody goes, ouch. We should all think that way. Let's make such a difference. Let's get so connected. Let's be such a part of things that we matter. Okay, Bible time. Romans, the 12th chapter. Now, I love this, this chapter in the Bible. Um, uh, you know, the, the New Testament is, is full of so many fascinating things. And, and they kind of go between, you know, doctrine and kind of, you know, the theories of all how everything works. And then there's the practical side of Christianity. And I, I love them both, but I really light up whenever we get to the practical side of Christianity when he says, this is how you do it. This is how you live. And this is this section here is one of those sections. Um, and on our Wednesday night, we're almost done with the book of James and then we're going to start on the book of Ephesians. And I love that as well because uh, half of the book is theory and the other half is this is how you live life and we're going to have a great time with that Wednesday nights don't miss it but uh, um, Romans in the 12th chapter he kind of goes into this practical Christianity thing and he starts in, in verse 3 and he says this for by the grace given me I say to every one of you do not think of yourself more highly than you ought talk about being real Talk about being real. Man, just, this is their version of being real. Don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Be practical for crying out loud. Don't be so filled with your own thoughts. Well, I think this and I don't think that. You know, you got to at least open the possibility that you might be wrong. Honestly, don't get so hoity-toity. I don't even, I'm not so sure I believe everything I think. You know, I mean, I think what I think. But at least, really, you know, I, I could be wrong. Not very likely, but I could be wrong. I at, least have, I at least have that possibility in my head. Don't be so hoity-toity. Don't think of yourself more highly than you are. Overwhelmed with your own pontifications. <laughs> but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, he says. And in accordance with the measure of faith that God has given with you. Don't be so puffed up and... He says, just as each, that's the be real part, here's the belonging part, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, we 
who are many form one body, each member belonging to all the others. And, and I love that. He says each member belongs to the others. You know, I'm trying to get you to belong, but in reality we should get so connected that you belong to them. You know, and we're all members of one body. It's all, you know, we talk about, you know, family and, and having a family of faith. And when I say family, I'm talking about belonging to something. And it's not so much girly, squishy family. It's more like mafia. You know, <laughs> not that we're shooting and killing people. You know, that kind of but, but, you know, you belong to something. You're part of something bigger than you. And you're part of a group. And for crying out loud. And you know what? We don't all have to think and be the same. We're members of one body. We all got different members. We all got different parts of our bodies. My toes do not have the same view of life as my nose. In fact, as far as my toes are concerned, everything's always dark. And I'm not sure where we're going. I don't know what that pastor is talking about. I don't see what he's saying, but he just keeps moving. We're not all the same. And we don't have to be the same. I absolutely reject the concept that churches have to be made up of people who all think the same about everything. Hogwash! That's why there's 400,000 churches in America. 80% of them have 100 people or less in them. Why? Because that's about as many people as you can get together that all agree the same. It's pretty much it. Then they grow to about 200 and they fight and split and have two churches at 100. Well, that's what happens! And then we grow a little bit, about 300, and we split, we got two churches, 150. Well, because we can't all agree. Goodness gracious. Stop it. We don't have to think the same. Church isn't about everybody thinking the same. We don't all think the same. Here's all kinds of, some of you have completely different views on things than I have. It's fine. Now with the biggie stuff, I mean there's the biggie stuff. We fight for the biggie stuff. You know, there's a God in heaven, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, rose again from the dead and is alive. I mean the basic, basic stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. No arguments there. I mean we just, we're not, we're not going to bend on that stuff. But on the other gazillion other things, you know, you got different opinions than me. Well, whoop de doo there people fighting about baptism. You know, well, how do you, how's the right way to be baptized? Should it be in a pool? Should it be in running water? Should you get sprayed and sprinkled and saved in spots? You know, what's the deal here? <laughs> oh, I don't care. I'll spray it with a fire hose if that's what you want. Just, <laughs> just get baptized. Just do it. Well, I don't think that way. Well, Everybody thinking the same and being the same and everybody signing a piece of paper. We're all going to think just like this and we're all going to do just this and la, 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 la. Man, that's not life to me. That's death. Man, a body with just one big toe is one ugly body. <laughs> I don't care what... You know, some of you, you know, we're all different. We're all different parts of the body. Some of you nose, some of the eyes, some of you are a spleen. <laughs> Some of you are guts, you know, you're just in there, you know. But without you, we can't live. You may not be as pretty as the ear, but you are essential. We're all essential together. We have different viewpoints, different ways of seeing things. That's okay. We can handle it. God can handle it. He says we have different gifts according to the grace given to us if, if your gift is prophesying is speaking under the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit as God leads you not so much t- 
telling the future, that kind of thing. But uh, he says, let him use it in the proportion to his faith. If it's serving, if you're a servant, God's anointed you as a servant, then then let him serve. And, and here's the thing. A lot of people who are servants get mad at other people for not serving. That's what happens, see? If, if, if you're anointed by the Holy Spirit, you get mad at other people because they're not no more anointed. And if you're a servant, you get mad at other people because they're not serving more. And if you're teaching, you get mad at other people need to teach more. You know, just shut up. Just be what God's called you to be. Everybody doesn't have to be you. Just do what God's called you to do. If it's encouraging, then encourage people. If it's contributing to the needs of others, give generously. There's some people, man, all God has called you to do is make a boatload of money. But not for you. Now you can keep some of it. It's okay. But just to bless other people. Don't be consuming everything God gives you. Do it generously. If it's leadership, then govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, do it cheerfully. Why? Because mercy is hard to do. Mercy is giving people, letting people off the hook. There's, there's justice and mercy. Justice demands what's right. What's right? If somebody does something wrong, we all yell for justice. And if we get pulled over by a cop, we yell for mercy. <laughs> you don't tell the cop, man, I, I demand that you give me what's coming to me by the letter of the law. And I just, oh man, I'm sorry. Can you let me off there? You know, just mercy and do it cheerfully. Love people. The Bible says love covers a multitude of sins. A lot of people in church, they're more interested in uncovering sins than everybody else's fault. You know, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at this, look at this, this sinner. Stop it. Just cover up. Just love people. Pray for people. Be there for each other. Love must be sincere. Again, he's talking about being real. Hate what is evil. Not evil people, but hate what they do. You know, you can separate the two. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Take a risk. Get connected with other people. Honor people more than yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal. Talking about the becoming. But keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Be filled with hope. You know what hope is? Hope is living in an an anxious anticipation of what you're sure is coming. It's not wishing. See, the hope today has a different connotation. When you say, you know, is that thing going to happen? Well, I sure hope so. You know, that's wishing. They're not talking about wishing. They're talking they know that they know. When you walk in hope, you know. And, and actually, we should get so filled with the joy of hope that when you get the answer, it's almost anticlimactic. Does that make any sense to you? I mean, a lot of us, we know, you pray for this thing, and you so want the thing. <laughs> you, you know, you need to get to the place that you're more excited about the journey of getting there. Where you're so filled with hope. and so, I, I honestly, so many times in my life, get so filled with hope in prayer and anxious anticipation, knowing God is answering, that when I finally get the answer, sometimes I'm kind of bummed. You're like, well, rats. You know, now it's time to move on to something else. This is, the, this is called faith. Joyful hope. Patient. Where am I? I was there. Hope. <laughs> Where am I? I can't read with these glasses anymore. I am turning such into a geezer, man. I need my eyes adjusted. Patient in affliction. There we go. And I even got big fat words here so I can read them. But... Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and don't curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Feel what people feel. Be there for people. Be there for each other. 
This is practical Christianity. This is the kind of Christianity I'm absolutely convinced will change the world. Absolutely convinced of it. And we can do it. We can be real. We can be a family. We can change the world. I'm going to invite our ushers to come and get ready to serve a communion and our worship team to come back up. And this is awesome stuff, you know. Next verse, live in harmony with each other. Hard to do when someone's singing out of tune. <laughs> live in harmony. Don't be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. Don't be conceited. You know, one of the knocks on our church, and I've, I've been part of this church for almost 10 years now, but one of the knocks, and it's not fair, but uh, you know, oftentimes people say things that aren't fair, but you know, one of the knocks about here is you know, this church is just for rich people, rich white people. You know, well, most of us are not rich. Most of you are white, can't help that. But uh, <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican. But anyway, um, <laughs> you can't help it. We'll pray for you. But uh, you know, but we we need to really demonstrate that this church isn't just about you know upper middle class. We need to reach out to those. And I'm so excited. We're getting ready to launch this Hispanic ministry, where we're we're going to be reaching out intentionally to people of low position in life in our community. We have twenty some thousand Hispanics in this uh, city. Uh, who want, who need to be assimilated into the country and, and we need to reach out to these people with the love of Christ. And we're going to have a meeting actually a Tuesday night for those of you who are interested in the Hispanic ministry. It's going to be our very first meeting uh, and we're going to uh, get a chance to uh, uh, talk about it and show you how it's going to run and, and, and meet uh, Dan. I actually should have had Dan come up this morning for the two services. We'll catch up to you next week maybe. So you can meet him who's going to be helping us lead up this ministry. But that's going to be this Tuesday night at 6.30 uh, if you'd like to be involved in that and they say well you know if, if you can speak Spanish especially you should definitely be there but even if you don't but you'd like to be part of this thing um, meet with us and, and it'll be the very first meeting and there'll be more but as we start launching this uh, this ministry of reaching out to those who really can't do anything for us we're just there to serve and to love them be willing to associate the Bible says with people of low position it goes on and on as fabulous it ends with uh, verse 21 you can throw that up there he basically ends with this he says don't be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good the love of God the love of God will transform you man it'll change you let's bow our heads in a word of prayer as we get ready to serve communion this morning as your head's bowed and we're reflecting, let me ask you, where are you at with Jesus? Have you decided to be real, to belong, and to become? Have you made the decision to follow Jesus Christ? If not, I, I want to invite you to partner with Jesus in changing the world. I want to challenge you to be part of building the kingdom of God in the earth. To be part of something bigger than you. I'm going to ask you to open your heart and surrender your life to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I want to challenge you to be real, to belong, and to become all that God wants you to become. And before we receive communion this morning, I'm going to ask us all to pray this prayer together. If you will pray this prayer and mean this from the bottom of your heart, you can start this walk of faith as you ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. That's why he died on the cross. His body was broken so we could be whole. His blood was shed so we could have forgiveness of sins. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. That you loved me so much, you went to the cross and took my punishment. I ask you to come into my heart 
to forgive me of my sins and to breathe your spirit into me so I can be born again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.